This episode of the Section 109 podcast is brought to you by Operation Get Active. Operation Get Active uses the game of soccer to encourage young people in Chattanooga to live active, healthy lifestyles. Hi guys, this is Ian McGrath and you're listening to the Section 109 podcast. Welcome into the Section 109 podcast. This is the first time that Matt and I have been together alone. Normally it's either Smitty or I, or I feel like you and Breezy do it together. We, yeah, Breezy and I are, are usually on the same on the same schedule, but it's uh, it's just us tonight, Jack. Well, this is really weird. Yeah. Okay, well, we're going to jump straight into it. We have our distinguished guest, as uh, Breezy liked to say. So I'm going to let him introduce himself. Or himself, sorry. But I am going to introduce him as the first professional goal scorer for CFC. Go ahead and name yourself. Ian McGrath here, guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. We've been, uh, we've been looking forward to, uh, to having you on. So when we, we uh, get started here with the podcast, we like to jump straight in, man. And we like to talk about your soccer journey and kind of talk um, your way up to CFC. And you can start as early as you want and just kind of go through. And tell us about where you grew up, where you've played, and whatnot, and then we'll get up to speed, and then we'll keep going from there. Sure. So, wow, from the beginning. So, obviously started when I was super, super young. Um, my dad's from Ireland, so uh, he came over when he was about my age, you know, early 20s. Um, so, obviously, you know, he grew up playing soccer, loving soccer, supporting soccer. Uh, he's a massive Liverpool fan, and hence why I'm such a big Liverpool fan. But, <laughs> gotcha. But, uh, yeah, so started then and, um, you know, was playing the rec leagues and all that, and and um, we ended up moving to uh, New Lenox, uh, Illinois, and then I ended up playing on a club team called Lincoln Way Soccer Club. Uh, it was small at the time, but started with them, and and I ended up playing with my older brother, Connor, who um, he's, what is he, two years older than I am? So I ended up playing up with, with him and all his buddies. So that's kind of how I got my, my little club start, played with him there. And then from then, I kind of bounced around clubs. Um, I, I never really did the academy thing. Um, I, I kind of tried to stay loyal to my coaches and, and my friends. Um, so... I bounced around clubs um, for a little bit, and and I ended up playing um, for the Chicago Fire Juniors uh, when I when I around seventeen, eighteen years old. Before the terrible rebrand. Yes, Sorry. correct, <laughs> correct. So played for them, and I played under a guy named Alex Hernandez, who's an extremely well connected uh, coach within the Chicagoland area. Nice. Um, he's done a lot of things just just in for soccer, just in general, um, and so. You know, I I I'd, I'd played high school ball because I, I wasn't on academy. Did pretty well in my junior and senior year. You know, got uh, quite a few accolades and stuff like that. Um, did well in club, but uh, you know, I wasn't really getting a whole lot of attention. Um, I actually had no offers at all. Um, really? Yeah, no offers at all after my senior year, um, and I ended up just picking out the University of Evansville. I think my mom was like, oh, this campus looks cool. The school looks cool. We had known somebody who was a golfer there. In Indiana, correct? Yep, southern Indiana. And so come to find out, Alex Hernandez actually used to be the assistant coach there. And uh, he knew Mike Jacobs, who was the current head coach there at the time, very well, who Mike Jacobs is a very, very, very well-connected soccer person in this whole soccer universe. He's uh, currently the GM for Nashville right now, actually. Gotcha. So, but anyway. That name sounded pretty familiar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. will come full circle in a little bit, I'm sure. Right. So, uh, <laughs> so I ended up going to uh, an ID camp there one summer and um, did pretty well. And, and next thing I know, Mike Jacobs called me into the locker room and, and basically offered me a, 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 a preferred walk-on spot, um, which I gladly took. I remember me and my dad... We're driving home in the car uh, up to Chicago, and we were just absolutely ecstatic. And it was, I mean, it was just a walk-on offer, you know. No no money, no scholarship, nothing, but that was the only thing that I had. So we were buzzing, and, and we were happy about that. And went in there, went, in, went to Evansville, and I was lucky enough to, to play quite a bit my freshman year. Um, I think I played in every game except the first one, uh, made, made some starts, and, and did well there. And sophomore year, it was kind of a down year for us. Um, 
I ended up scoring a couple like really nice goals, so that kind of brought some attention to me, which w- which was good. And then junior and senior year, we ended up doing pretty well nice. as a team and and individually, you know, collected some attention and and, and some awards and, and stuff like that. And um, you know, I was I was pretty optimistic, and, and you know, I was kind of working with an agent at the time, and and he was pretty optimistic, um, you know, that I'd get good attention and I'd, uh, you know, I'd make it to the combine and, and, and probably get drafted later on. And so, you know, I was, you know, buzzing to hear that, of course, as a player and, um, time, when the time came, you know, none of that really came true. And, you know, it's kind of how it goes in this game as I've learned. Um, so that was kind of a struggle, you know, to take. And, and I was, I was scrambling. I remember toward, you know, after the holidays, trying to find a team because I knew I wanted to play professionally, and you know, I knew I had it in me. A lot of people were telling me and believing in me. So, when uh, can I just interrupt you sure. for a second yeah. to ask, when do you think you made that decision that you're like, I, I think I'm good enough and I want to play pro ball? Yeah, that's that's interesting because, uh, yeah, like freshman year, sophomore year, you know, I, it definitely wasn't even in my mind really, you know, and, and junior year. After my junior year, when I, you know, started to to get attention, and and I think I got an All American award, I think Scholar All American or something like that, and you know, scored a couple nice goals, and you know, led was was pretty high up in the NCAA rankings for statistics and stuff like that. You know, I started to kind of think about it, and you know, and then going into senior year, I was told, you know, if I have a, a similar year or better year, then I mean, there's no way I, I don't get an opportunity. So obviously that kind of fueled me as well. So I would say by the end of my junior year season, I, you know, it started to, to creep in my head, you know, I could, I could do this, you know, I could fulfill a, a literally a childhood dream. So yeah. that's kind of around when, okay. when I thought. And so, yeah, like I said, after, after the holidays, I was kind of scrambling and, and, uh, you know, I, Luckily enough, I got in contact with Mike Jacobs, um, and he he got me a trial with Nashville. Um, so I went down there. I think it was for a week, week and a half, maybe. Worked my butt off, and you know, <laughs> tried my hardest because I knew it was probably like the only option I had. And luckily enough, uh, I was signed there. So Gary Smith signed me. He was the the, the gaffer at the time. He still is there. Um, and so was buzzing to sign there, my first professional contract. It was their inaugural year, so the the buzz around the city, obviously Nashville, you guys know, is an insane city. And uh, born and raised, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was, I mean, it just the environment and the excitement around it was amazing. And uh, for it to be like their inaugural year, that made it even more special. So my rookie season was it was definitely a learning year for me though um were you on the were you on the field during what a lot of people called the flood yes yeah i ended <laughs> up getting on for the last i think 30 minutes of that, that game. that was against atlantic right yep that was against, the first that was the first, first game. match yep, ever yep and uh i ended up yeah i did get on for 30 minutes i know that was uh, an amazing experience i had some some college friends there my family was there my aunt was there and i just remember coming off the field and that was like that was my first like kind of like moment where i realized that you know this is kind of this is crazy i've I've kind of accomplished a dream of mine and i remember i couldn't shut up about like when we got back and i was with my family i was like everybody was just buzzing and like that was unreal to watch you come on and this and that and so that was awesome but the remainder of the season was you know it was was a learning season for me and it was it was tough at times and and you know i i was kind of i was playing as a center back so i was playing a whole new position oh, really yeah a whole new position at a whole new level we should we should have a, an actual just segment where we talk about the positions of ian mcgrath over the years <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly so center back and you know i'm trying to learn a new position and playing professionally against you know amazing players and it was a tough year for me learning curve didn't get a whole lot of opportunity uh, trained a heck of a lot and worked my butt off. Um, you had a lone little loan spell. Uh, yes, in the middle of that season. Yeah, me and a couple of the other rookies had a loan spell at Inter Nashville. Shout, which, out, shout <laughs> out Jordan Dunstan. Shout out yeah, Jordan Dunstan. Shout out Jordan Dunstan, my roommate in Nashville, actually. So, Hell yeah, yeah. Me and him are good pals. Uh, but yeah, we had a loan stint at Inter Nashville, which was kind of night and day. You know, they don't have the greatest facilities, but I must say, you know, it was it was good for us. It was good for us to get there and, and get playing time. I mean, obviously as a player, all you want to do is play. And, and that gave us a chance to play after just training week in and week out. So we played there, did well, you know, it was, it was good to get game time, but, um, 
finished that the Nashville season and uh, hey, the tacos are mad good at internationals. That's fields that's factually that, true. Yeah. yeah, they they had <laughs> it's always buzzing around there. I swear they yeah. have it's packed there. It's yeah, absolutely packed. It's pretty cool. It's an old it's an old hockey uh, facility yeah. that they turn into indoor. Yeah, and then yeah. they have that forty yard midfield yeah. really small field <laughs> yeah. with no lights with rocks on it and all the yeah it's very yeah. mpso yeah so but yeah finished up there and 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 i had um my dad's from ireland like i said and, and his his sister moved out to scotland um with her family so it's it's my aunt and uncle there and my three cousins um who are all boys they're all around my age um one's my age ryan and then one is my older brother's age he's about 26 Liam, he's actually a professional golfer over there. Um, he he's he just played on the European tour, so he's sick. Yeah, he's big time there. And then I've got uh, another cousin, a couple years older than him. But my golfer cousin Liam, he's got a connection with the chairman at Queen of the South. Um, so he was kind of chatting not, with not him. Not bad. Yeah, yeah. So he had golfed with him, or he belonged. They belonged to the same the, the same club, so they had a connection there. And and it was kind of like a. You know why don't why don't we just go for it? He seemed confident that he could get me in there and at least get me a trial. And he had spoken with the chairman, and so literally me, my dad, and my mom were sitting around our kitchen table after dinner, and and it was literally within thirty minutes. I think we were like, okay, let's just go for it. And then we were buying the plane ticket like an hour later. It was <laughs> it was that it was that spontaneous, and and so sure enough, I went over there um, in December, I believe, and. Um, the first couple of weeks there, uh, it was I was just kind of training with the reserves, and nothing seemed to like be kind of serious. They just thought I would I was happy to train with the reserves and and all that. And my cousin had come back from one of his golfing trips, and I, I said, "Hey Liam, you know why don't you get in touch with the chairman one more time and like send him my video and like, you know I, I kind of need to get things going. Otherwise, you know I, I got to go back to America and and really try and sort something out. And so sure enough, he did that, and literally like couple hours later he's like oh yeah like the gaff first team gaffer wants him in like next week and i was like all right that's great so i ended up going in there and and um went on trial for i think a couple weeks maybe and uh sure enough they uh they offered me a contract and uh i came home and um, me and my family over there we were absolutely buzzing hugs going all around yeah it was it was a really and for the for those who don't know there um queen of the south is in the championship yes yeah one which is d2 in scotland right right yep so queen of the south is the team i signed for which is huge scottish championship so yep it's very comparable to usl championship um so signed for them and it was it was an amazing feeling because it was i mean like i said it was such a like spontaneous chance that I took and and it, it was crazy to me that it like worked out and I don't know anyway it was I was training with them and I, just over there is it's it's so different it's <laughs> it's insane I I I remember the first the first game uh, I was available for I was on the bench and we were playing away at Falkirk which is a a pretty a they're a pretty good side and they're a pretty good historical side they've got a massive stadium very nice stadium and i was on the bench and i think we ended up losing that game three nil uh i got on for like the last five minutes which was great to even get on you know and make make an appearance but i remember the first goal that they scored i think there were maybe five thousand you know not more than probably five six thousand people in the crowd but the collective like roar when they scored was like I literally like turned around and I couldn't believe it. Like it was the loudest thing I had heard. It's awesome. In in like any soccer game at all. It was <laughs> just it was so different and and so I was like, all right, this is this is awesome. And and I ended up playing um pretty much in almost every game I was available for. I, I made some appearances, some some really notable ones. We were playing in the Scottish Cup, which is the the, the Scottish version of the FA Cup. Um so you play teams from League Two all the way up to the Premiership, right? And so we were, I think, getting close to the the quarterfinal uh, around there. And so there were a couple Premier League teams left, and I'm sitting there thinking, "Oh my gosh, if if I play, because Stevie G was coaching Rangers at the time, yeah. if I play against Stevie G, I'll, I would literally cry like that. <laughs> that would be like my my whole thing is done. I'm like, that would be amazing. But we ended up drawing Aberdeen, which I mean is still top three team in in scotland you know and and so we ended up playing aberdeen at their place night game in front of like maybe 10 11 12 people so 
I was on the bench to start and you know I'm I'm sitting there and not not expecting a whole lot and we go into halftime, come back out, and five minutes in, the gaffer looks at me, says, Ian, get up and warm up, and I'm sitting there getting up, and my heart's pounding, you know, I'm <laughs> like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So I get, I, I finally relax, and I end up getting in for like 35, 37 minutes, and it was, I mean, it was unbelievable. I remember there was one moment I was tracking back on defense, and I was running in front of the, like toward the big grandstand, and it was it was pretty full and I, there were lights flashing back at me. And I remember thinking for like half a second, like, like I've seen this in a dream or something, (laughs) like I got to wake up or something. But it was like, it was kind of that real moment for me. Like, holy cow. Like, uh, like I've, I've kind of made it for myself. Like I've accomplished a dream for sure. And, and so that was a real cool one. And then I'd say another notable one was my first start um it was at dundee united away which dundee. is yeah that's yeah, awesome yeah which is a, a very well-known club there um uh, very good club they're in the premiership now um so my first start was away at dundee united and uh it, it was during a time where we were kind of in a slump so it was it was probably the the biggest game of my career i would say i would definitely say the biggest game of my career you guys were in like a relegation battle weren't yes you? yep absolutely we were in a yeah, yeah. A relegation I've got, for, your, I've got your transfer market uh <laughs> profile up right now and there were there's a lot of red which means losses before yeah. the uh before, exactly. before some of those games exactly unfortunately i mean a lot of our listeners that may understand it but a, a lot of our listeners probably don't even know what a relegation battle is but it makes soccer so much better it it, it really does around. agreed yeah. except for the losing side yeah well yeah that's <laughs> the thing i mean it just it just puts that much more pressure on the players the the coaches just the clubs in general you know even the fans it's it's crazy and and so we were, like I said, we were kind of in a slump at that time. I got my first start. The gaffer trusted me, and and we ended up winning the game two to one, which was it was probably the hardest game we we had on the schedule. Dundee United away while we weren't playing that well, and we ended up winning two one. And it was it was one of the greatest feelings of my career thus far. That's awesome. And the crowd was insane, and they're notorious for like getting on their team like when they're not playing well. So like they would they'd be booing like their own squad for like kind of messing around with the ball on that. And, and I remember there was, there was one time I had, uh, I had slipped and you know, when, when you're watching premier league and, and when a player slips, the whole crowd is like, Hey, <laughs> and that actually had happened to me. I hate so to like, say this, <laughs> but you did mention Stevie G earlier. Yeah. Well, <laughs> come Sorry. on, Jay. You can't, wow. <laughs> you can't be taking shots like uh, that. Come I, on. There are Liverpool fans that are turning our podcast off right now. <laughs> wow. Wow. That was a deep shot. But who scored, who scored that goal, by the way? Was it Dimba Dimba Ba? Dimba ba. Yeah. Have you never heard the song? Na- 1904 owner Dimba Ba. That's right. Yeah. Oh, shit. For real? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know he was a 1904. Yeah. Him, Him and Hazard. Uh, yeah, Hazard. There's always a Nisa connection. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I was a douche. Keep going. <laughs> but yeah, it was funny because everyone's like, hey. And I'm like, damn. I, I remember... Like you, you see that on TV every 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 weekend, but that was uh that was an amazing win and and just like the crowds over there, I I, I could tell a little funny story. Me and my buddy or my teammate uh, Barry McGuire, we were walking off after after the win uh, down through the tunnel, and I kid you not, they were like maybe twelve, a kid, ten and twelve year old, two kids, and uh, they're sitting there on the edge, and they go, "Hey Barry, Ian, and." <laughs> And they do some gestures, and they're like, "Bunch of wankers," and they're saying like, all this stuff. And it's just like I kid you, they're like ten and twelve years old, not maybe not even. And it's, it's the culture. Just, yeah, it is. It's hilarious. It's, it's that's so amazing. Funny. Yeah, and so we're laughing that off. But yeah, it was just. I mean, it was amazing to play over there and to just play in those type of environments and and play in kind of that relegation battle where everything matters and and just play in such a physical league and and. And play in front of my family over there. I mean, they would come to every home. My uncle and cousins would come to every home game. And to be able to play in front of them and, and, and play for a town and have everybody know you and stuff like that and develop friendships over there. And it was, I mean, it was the coolest thing I've done so far. So Awesome. Yep. Ended up, it was unfortunate. It ended, unfortunately, which is, has been kind of a, uh, a trend in my career thus far. Um, I had a really good relationship with the gaffer. His name was Gary Naismith. He was played for Everton, played against Ronaldo in his prime. Yeah, he notoriously got into a bad challenge with Stevie G. Stevie G ended up breaking his leg, I think, in a challenge in a Merseyside derby. So he, I mean, played against all the greats, and he was an awesome coach. Trusted me a whole lot, and developed a good relationship with me. And 
and he was going to re-sign me actually um, for next year, which I, I was buzzing about. I had had some security finally because that's hard to find in this game. Yeah. And um, he ended up getting sacked with two weeks to go, and there <sighs> kind of went my my extension. So I ended up having to come back here, and I got on with a and, former... And, and then the uh, then the start of the, the revolving yeah, door a little bit exactly. there. Exactly. I, I got on with... Another NISA team that I won't even bother mentioning. The Philadelphia Fury. Yes. <laughs> which, yeah. Which I won't R. even R. count. Yeah. <laughs> it was... R.I.P. in peace. Yeah. I won't even <laughs> talk about it because it, I don't even count it. But luckily <laughs> enough, <laughs> luckily enough, uh, through my through my own connection and, and, and staying in touch with people, I was able to transition right from there to Oklahoma City Energy in the USL again, which was phenomenal to get back there and... OKC is is a great organization. They really take care of their players, and and I, and I felt like I was training really well there. And you know, I was getting told I was playing really well and and stuff like that. And Gaffer ended up getting sacked again. Um, uh, there it is. Yeah. Before you move on, I'm not in the clear on the years, but were you there the same time as Rich? No, he no, was there. This a was, year this was you. literally last year. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. The the listeners may or may not know that uh, you were also in Chattanooga on trial for. Uh, for a week or two last last fall before yep. the uh, before the Cosmos game. Yep. Yeah, I was. And then the, right right before the members cup started. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah, I'd come on trial. This was before I went to Philly. Um, <laughs> I'd come come on trial here, and me and Fuller have have always had a good relationship. We we we've been talking since then. But the Philly thing came up, which on paper and and on the phone sounded great, but obviously didn't end up that way. But yeah. Anyway, ended up in OKC, played there, and and then um, had had the off season, and and you know was was evaluating options, and and me and me and Fuller kept in touch. Um, you know, like I said, we have a phenomenal relationship, and kept in touch, and and got me here, and 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 that's kind of where I'm at now. That well, was long, but no, that's, that, that's no, good. Dude, though. That was the that, road. That, that so was awesome. before we go into before we go into your time here, uh, let's. <laughs> I'm I'm curious about like the position thing that I that I brought up earlier. Where mm-hmm. did you like in in high school? Yeah. Whether it be like a little bit of club or or um or like with your high school teams, like what position did you did you play mostly? Yeah, I I mostly played where I'm at now. I mostly played like the 8 or the 10 um in high school and in club. Um and I I played I started playing center back my freshman year at at Evansville which was all right. And then I kind of moved up into the midfield a little bit, kind of playing as that six and eight. And then sophomore year, I played more of the six, played center back a little bit more. And then junior and senior year is when I was kind of that box-to-box guy, mainstay, played 10, occasionally, occasionally played up top when, when late in the game when we needed it. And then, yeah, like I said, at Nashville, moved back to center back, which wasn't great. And then since then, I've I've kind of been – staying in around the midfield that's where i played in in scotland i kind of played that that number 10 flick on guy (laughs) which was crazy to play in scotland getting elbows and holding and all that stuff i mean it's crazy over there but i've been been happy to stay kind of in the midfield since then which is great seems to be working out yeah Yeah. it it definitely definitely seems to be working out and and there's been there's been some debate debate among among supporters about where where best to use yeah you're a man of your skill set because you are like six five, right? So, and I, the whole center back thing makes a lot of sense because right. people just look at you and you're like, "Yep, yep, back, exactly. back there you Tall go." The back. <laughs> exactly. Welcome to America. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, so let's talk about since since you've been here, mm-hmm. if you if you could, and and I don't know if I've ever asked this before on a uh, for on a player podcast, but I'm I'm curious because you you have a little bit of experience trying to find clubs over and over again. Yeah. Talk us talk us through a little bit how that process works. Uh, so you're you're in o- Oklahoma City, uh-huh. you think you're going to get re-signed. Yeah. Coach gets fired. Uh-huh. And then I guess you know everyone the new guy wants is just told, "Bye, see you. Yeah. We don't want you. I got my own people, whatever." Yep. So what like what happens next? Yeah, that's that is a a tough time for all footballers. Um you start reaching out to all your connections, yeah. which um which mine and you had an agent at the time. I did. Yes, right. I did have an agent 
it's it's kind of tough to talk about my agents personally because they haven't been good. If I'm being honest, <laughs> so I don't want to I don't want to throw anybody or use names. But don't don't, don't bother. Yeah, but my uh, it seemed like he was doing doing a good job and all of that, and and in reality, you know, he, he he really wasn't. And so I was I was out there using what I had and my connections, and you know, I think a lot of players can can relate to to me at least you you kind of got to do it yourself you got to be your own advocate and you got to be your own agent really and so i was as soon as that happened i was kind of reaching out to to anybody that i had left which wasn't a whole lot you know i i came from a small college so through that i didn't really have a whole ton of connections um i hadn't worked with any really big agents um who had connections so i was kind of exhausting some options um you know, I was, I was, my agent was try, trying to talk to USL teams. Um, I, I, I had talked to a couple USL League One teams that, that were really close to, to signing deals with me. And, and then, you know, at the last second, everything falls through and, and you're sitting there now getting close to preseason thinking, well, what the heck? Like, you know, I got to sign. I, there's no way I can miss a year because uh, cause you really, you, frankly, you can at this at this stage in the career. So luckily enough, like I said, Fuller and I, we'd been talking through pretty much the whole offseason. Um, and, you know, he he was he was cool with me and, and he was honest with me. And he said, anytime you need, give me a call. Like, you know, we'll, we'll always be welcoming for you and, you know, we'll give you a shot. And sure enough, after everything fell through late in the late in the offseason, I called him up and, and we got things sorted out. So thankful for that. It sounds like from from what a lot of players say, and then obviously from talking to him, that once Fools is done coaching, which I hope isn't anytime soon, yeah. he could probably be a damn good agent. Uh, yeah, no, I. It's literally like, yeah, well, he how'd you get here? I talk, I know Fuller. <laughs> like, dude, it's like, who all does he know? Yeah. Like, he knows a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. and that, uh, and obviously, if you go back and listen to our podcasts multiple that we had fuller on um he talks about a lot of his connections yeah yeah and that and that's it's great to have a a coach like that you know if you if you aspire to to play at higher levels and and stuff like that i mean it's 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 literally what it's about it's it's about who you know more so than kind of how good you are which which is kind of like anything so cliche yeah yeah yeah. yeah. but it's so true it is well especially in in this phase of the american game right where right teams don't like like our our coaching staff, I love them. Yep. There's no scouting department. Right. There's no scout. Right. You know, like it's it's them. Yeah. And so like yeah. they they don't have time to them watch their exactly. research. You know, they, they don't have time to time to watch you know tons yeah. and tons and tons of video. They do it anyway. Right. Like, right. You know, not especially they can't they can't scout college games all the right. time because no. they're got got a season going yep. on. No, you're exactly right. A lot of a lot of connections within our team and and he know I mean he, he's known every single player on our team one way or another through <laughs> some experience, you know. Yeah. He's always yeah. got something to talk about, which yeah, no, you're you're exactly right. It's a lot about that. A lot about connection. Okay. So, you go through preseason, uh we have our we have our first game in Oakland. You score you score that goal on the header. Uh we draw that game. We're getting ready to come back from Michigan Stars. <laughs> Boom. Quarantine. Yep. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, it's brutal, right? It, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was brutal. That first game, I remember, I remember, obviously, I, I kind of had a bad taste in my mouth about Nisa from, from previous experiences. <laughs> and I remember playing in that first Oakland game, and it, it was a great experience. The atmosphere was impeccable. The, the, the intensity of the game was great. I mean, it felt like a, a proper professional game, which it was. And and we ended up getting a great result. And I remember thinking, okay, like, this is going to be great. Like, let's go. Let's do this. Everybody's buzzing. You know, we got a good result against a good team. We come back. The crowd was about to be insane. We oh. had a good week of practice, you know. And then all of a sudden, this thing hits. And it. he's like, okay, well, I remember Bill saying, okay, well, take a week off and, you know, you know take care of yourself, whatever. Stay fit. And then we'll come back, what, whatever Monday, whatever it was, and so I think I went to Indy and and saw a couple pals, and we were just hanging out, and all of a sudden a week turned into a couple more weeks, and then I'm sitting there thinking, well, geez, I may as well go home now, and so it was it was definitely a damper, and and you know like I said, it was there was such hype around everything at the start of the season, everybody was buzzing, I'm sitting there, you know, ready to go, and this is great, and just 
absolutely completely killed the mood uh, <laughs> of the season. Yeah. yeah. But did you uh did you did you like do anything new? Like learn a new skill, learn a new language, like uh, do something to quote unquote better yourself during quarantine? Yeah, I started picking up the guitar a lot more. Nice. Um, yeah, I had I had bought a guitar in I think maybe senior junior senior year of college because one of my roommates that had done it and self-taught himself. And uh, I I'd, I'd bought a guitar and started just looking up YouTube songs and playing. But during the quarantine, I like actually decided to dedicate like some time to it and learn bar chords and like all the difficult stuff. So I ended up playing the guitar a lot more during quarantine. Nice. Nice. That is cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about the Independent Cup real quick. Yep. Uh, our our first our first coming out uh, from from the quarantine phase. Did that feel like a? I mean, like the games were. I mean, it's a cup. Like the games mattered. Right. But they're basically preseason games. Yeah. Did it feel even more like more of preseason than a normal preseason would because of like the you know, no Who crowds? You oh, that the, too. the teams. Yeah. Like, I mean, like kind of what was the what was the. The, the the mentality for you going into that yeah. that phase for me it, it, it's that's exactly kind of what it felt like it, it you know it felt like preseason just exhibition games really and yeah. you know we were we weren't playing the strongest teams and obviously no fans in the crowd and and we were having to do all this protocol and and it didn't really feel like a you know about a proper proper match and yeah they you know it it it's I think the thing that kept us going was that it was a game. You know, we had gone all this time without playing. We had been training, whatever. We'd been at home, but it was a game for us to actually play in and compete against another team. Yeah. So that you know that that that's enough usually to to motivate to motivate any player. But it definitely was. It was a different vibe for sure. How much uh, how how much like percentage drop off do you think there is like when playing a game with no fans versus like having a like that big boisterous crowd? Yeah. I think, you know, I think when you're when you're in the game, you're not thinking about it a whole lot. But like in in great moments, like a goal, you know, or, or a good challenge or a good save, you you start to feel that energy, you okay. know. So like after a goal, and you feel that energy that that pumps you up. Like I remember in Oakland, after scoring, you know, I I kind of ha- I was struggling with a hamstring injury at the start of that game. But I remember after scoring and hearing the crowd and kind of hearing them boo and stuff like that, <laughs> it, it, it gets you going, you know. And, and it kind of gets that adrenaline pumping, so it it makes a difference. And nothing like pissing off away supporters, right? right? Exactly. And then being loud and excited, and then you you score, and it's like, oh. Honestly, yeah. I think that's more fun for me than 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 doing things in front pumping of pumping up the home, home, home crowd. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I know. Like, I get pissed off when I'm on quieting the quieting mm-hmm. a crowd. Yeah. Nothing like. Yep. It. Yep. Agree. Sure. Uh, so let's we're gonna transition a little bit sure. to uh, some. Little miscellaneous questions. Right, cool. Uh, okay. Cool. Change the change the mood here a little bit. Uh-huh. First one. Do you drink coffee? I'm not a coffee drinker, but I must say, don't don't pound. <laughs> I don't drink coffee. <laughs> I must say though, I I am ex. Well, I think I'll get into it. I am excited for the point in my life where I do become kind of a coffee drinker because <laughs> I think I will get there. But uh, yeah, not there right now. Never tried it. Never, you know. What no, about tea? No. Uh, when I'm home, I so I'll occasionally drink like uh, like hot tea. My dad loves tea. Uh, I gotta make him that, tea that, every time I'm home. That's why I asked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I gotta make him a cup of tea every time He's I get Irish. home. He's Irish. Does he drink PG Tips? Uh, what does he drink? This is a big UK thing. Yeah. Um, I don't. I forget. PG Tips, man. Actually, yeah, I think he does that stuff. If you drink the caffeinated one, yeah, dude, that's crazy. <laughs> like, I felt like I was gonna take off like a rocket. Yeah, the time I drank it. Okay, so. now, now I'm interested. Yeah, I, lo- now, I love tea. <laughs> yeah, occasionally I'll drink a, a nice cup of tea with some milk. But um, well, and I love to take over for this question because it is the most important question on here. <laughs> yeah. Does pineapple belong on pizza? No, heck no. Dang it. Dang it, I'm, I'm I finally outnumbered for yes. a long podcast. Really, you well, like yes. pineapple on pizza? I do, dude. So oh, gross. We won't go into it, but yeah, yeah, we won't. We won't. I got pepperoni pineapple the other night. Oh, oh my god, so god. good. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Yeah, no, but seriously, answer the question, Jay. Why? Because I like it. Okay, fair That's enough. A bad yeah. reason, hey. but I'll accept <laughs> it. <laughs> Ian's like, okay, yeah. Matt's like, yes, yeah, green. Yeah. Uh, when you're when you're working out, mm-hmm. do you would you rather run on like the road? Or on a treadmill? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I do a lot of treadmill work only because it's calculated. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot more accurate. You know, I can adjust the speed and, and adjust the pace and, and time and, and that. And I feel like it's easier. Um, so I do, I do a lot of my workouts on, on treadmills. If I'm going for like a recovery run, I'll go outside and, okay. you know, enjoy the scenery, all that. Along those lines, do you listen to music? Oh, dude, I, we, this isn't written down, but I was going to ask that. I wanted to ask that. I'm <laughs> yeah. so glad. I can't believe it's not written down. What did it I know. Yeah. What, why is it taking this, this many podcasts? <laughs> down? True. And you'll get the story behind it. But yeah, do you listen to a podcast or music or anything while you work out? Yes. Uh, big music guy. I listen to just about everything. You know, I'll listen to the rap. Uh, I like, I like indie quite a bit. Um, uh, and I, I've just started getting on the country train, so I like country. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I listen to all kinds of music. Uh, I like PMT, Pardon My Take. I yeah, like that sure. podcast. I love Pardon My Take. Yeah, I, I usually listen to them on a lot of car rides. Uh, occasionally, I'll do it when when I'm working. Are you out, a big American sports fan as well? Like as well as like footy? Yeah, yeah. Because that, that's a good that's a good funny insight yeah. to a lot of things that go on in leagues. For sure. Lately, I've been really trying to get into um, just other sports uh, especially chicago uh i've been really on the white Sox uh lately been watching pretty much every game this season that's crazy my cousin used to be the batting coach for the white Sox. really he played for the white Sox for 18 years his name was greg walker oh yeah. wow he was cool. a, a big time uh swinger uh he moved back to atlanta after a while but yeah I, i've okay. been to a few white Sox games yeah so been watching them a lot they've got such an exciting team young team i mean i i love watching them every day um you know when the when the, the bulls are kind of a tough subject to to talk about <laughs> right now. I would love to get back on them, and I need I, I'd like to start watching the Bears more. Um, I, I think I'll start watching them a lot more this season. You have a reason to now. Yeah, yeah, now exactly. That now that every shit shit person in that uh, organization is gone. <laughs> exactly. So so yeah, I, I I like I like watching uh, Chicago sports. If I can sure. give you if if you are any in any way interested in the NFL. Um, you should listen to a podcast called Bussin' with the Boys. Okay. No free shout outs, but Bussin' with the Boys is a really the good new one. It's, Barstool one? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it's ran by uh, Taylor Lewan and Will yeah. Compton. They both play cool. for the Titans, but yeah. they're hilarious yeah. people. Like, if they weren't NFL players, yeah. they could definitely still host a podcast. Right, right. They're so funny. Yeah. So, interesting. Um, but if you're enjoying a drink while you're listening to podcasts and you're not running, are yeah. you a seltzer or a beer kind of guy? Ooh, that's a, that's a tough one. I like both a lot. Uh, I, me <laughs> a me, lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shoot, I hope I didn't incriminate myself. No, you're good, dude. But uh, me, me, my dad, my older brother. I mean, we love we love the Carlsberg when we're going to AJ Hudson's downtown Chicago, watching Liverpool games early on in the morning. Nice. Uh, I mean, there's nothing better than that. They go down so nice. Uh, so I, I I do enjoy that. I, I'm a Miller Lite guy. Um, there you go. So I like Miller Lite, but I, I love seltzers for like the hot days. You know, they're yep. not as filling. They're they're refreshing. So I, you know, I don't discriminate. I, I like both. <laughs> I like both. It's just a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, so for the next question on our list, do you talk trash on the field? Um, very rarely. Um, I like to, I like to talk with my feet. I think like, so after like I score, I'll talk a little trash. So maybe like I'll shush you or like, or I'll I'll say something cheeky, but like, I don't like to, to get involved with that a whole lot until like. I do some action with my feet, do some talking with my feet, or do something on the field. Um, I I can maybe I provoke sometimes, uh, as you could see in the, I, the I Oakland gonna, game. I, I was gonna ask about that. <laughs> yeah, um, but, but you know, I'll put in a comment here and there, but I, I don't like to get caught up in it, you know, because I don't like I don't like to let it take away. It makes from sense because if you think about the Oakland Oakland game, you had scored a goal. Mm-hmm, exactly. So yep, and so I I was telling him. I was telling the guy. I, I Did was, you tell him you scored a goal? Yeah, yeah. Basically, <laughs> I was saying, yeah. Look at the scoreboard right now. Love that. And oh, uh, and so yeah, that that kind of kicked off whatever had even happened there. But uh, you know, maybe provoked him a little bit or whatever. But hey, listen, you got to keep your head in the game, right? I yep. think I think this next question has been answered, but we'll still ask it. <laughs> um, growing up, who was your favorite soccer player? Yep. And your favorite team. Yes, they have both been answered. So massive Liverpool fan since I was literally a baby. There's a picture of me with a Liverpool kit on. So born and raised Liverpool fan. Um, and obviously my favorite player is Steven Gerrard. 
literally uh, love the guy. I mean, I grew up watching him. I would watch his highlights and, and I would try and model my game after him, my passing, my shooting. I mean, he's an unbelievable striker of the ball from, from distance. Yes. From distance. He can, he can put any type of curve on the ball or, or feel on the ball. And I would watch highlights endlessly. I cried when he retired for Liverpool I uh, was hopeful that I would maybe play against him in the MLS. And, <laughs> and and then, like I said, when he was coaching for Rangers, I was hoping and praying that we would draw them and I would get to shake his hand. And But, yeah, he's my all-time favorite. I actually, when they were doing their U.S. tour and he played in Chicago, me and my pals went to the training before that was in Soldier Field. And um, I actually got him to sign. Um, I had to. I had a customized England jersey of his, and so I got him to sign that. Nice. We made eye contact, and I was like, "Holy cow!" <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's my that's my guy right there. I, I try and model my 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 play nice. off him. I like that's awesome. It. Uh, I got I got an interesting question for you, related to your number. Okay. Why twenty three? Yeah. So uh, I've had quite is a it, few. Is it as simple as? Chicago, Michael, Bulls, Michael Jordan. It, Jordan. Yes, it is. It is. I, I, I've, I've liked to stick with the number eight, obviously, because Stevie. <laughs> it's like G. before you tell your story, let yeah. me answer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I usually like to stick with number eight because of Stevie G. Um, but when I came here, it was already taken. So I'm sitting there thinking, and, and this is coming off the Last Dance series, so uh, everybody's buzzing about MJ, yeah. and I was fascinated with him and just seeing how in depth like that documentary took. And just how much of a beast he was, and I'm like, okay, yeah, this is easy. Twenty three, <laughs> if twenty three is up there, I'll take it. So, how does uh, how does that how does that process work actually? Uh, I think Jordan will text you and say, oh, give me like your top three numbers in order or whatever, and then if they're taken, then you can't have them, and then he'll just go down the pecking order and finally get one. So twenty three, I think I had eight first that was taken, and I said, oh, give me twenty three yeah. if that's open. Joel Joel yep. Costa had it had yep. eight while he was. While he was still with the club. Yep. Oh man, and then shout and then, out Joel, and then mm-hmm. now R.I.P. to the legend Kobe. But like, yeah, eight means a whole new thing yeah. for some people. True. Who don't pay attention, obviously. True. It's also a very popular number. Right. Any low number is going to be popular for right. a whole multitude of reasons. Right. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Cool. Well, if we're going to move on to some teammate-related questions. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Okay. So, um, who is the fastest player on Ooh, the team? Oh boy, this could cost some controversy we're, we're gonna host a, a yeah, race yeah, sometime yeah, yeah. yeah we, we have to host a race <laughs> at this point maybe for charity or yeah. something like let me think i think it would be i think it'd be a very close race between ryan and caleb that's that's what we that's, that's what we gauge from yeah that. i can't wait to have caleb on because i hope he says himself because ryan yeah. said himself yeah yeah <laughs> no kj's quick man i'll tell you what especially if he's pressing you man he'll get to you quicker than you think yeah <laughs> but ryan's also rapid so yeah, they're both quick, definitely. It's awesome. Who's the uh, who's the best FIFA player on the team? Ooh, um, I, you know, I don't really play a whole lot of FIFA, but from what I've heard, Ryan's pretty good. Uh, big Country, Nick Spielman's pretty good, I think. Um, I don't know. I think KJ's good, Caleb. Uh, we need to have a FIFA tournament. Yeah, as I was well. gonna say yeah. you probably need to just have a tournament. Uh, when I don't you know. guys when you guys go into the uh, go into the tournament. Um, and are, and are up there for a little while. Yeah. You need to you need to have like do a little like Twitch streams. Yeah, yeah. And, true. And that's that's actually a good idea. I, you know, I think a lot of guys will bring their Xboxes. Take some and, take yeah. some like listener or uh, some some watcher questions. Yeah, and, like, that's actually a good idea. Life a little life in the bubble. Yeah, yeah. I am going to watch that if that happens. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be fun. yeah. I might have to set that up. You should definitely do that. You should yeah. think about it. Um, next question: Who has the best hair on the team? Ooh. Air. I'm trying to think. Before I cut mine, I would say myself. You, you had know? the flow. I had the flow going pretty well. Um, Why'd you cut it? Uh, it was just bothering me too much. You know, <laughs> I love it. I love it when I'm not playing. I really do. But when I'm playing, I just can't be bothered. I'm trying to keep it out of my eyes and stuff. So it had to go. But did you never, never like wear like headbands or anything? I like did, that? but they would always, they would always slip, and it was just. Then you need to buy better headbands. I, yeah, I know. I just couldn't figure it out. <laughs> I couldn't figure out the formula, so I, it just had to go. It happens. 
But I don't know. I, I'm trying to think. I don't even. And Juan recently cut his hair. Yeah, Juan did. I was going to say he's got some good. Eric no. Eric Panzer's growing some good flow right he now. He does have some salad. He he's he's growing it. So I'll go. I'll go with my roomie. I'll go with the roomie. He's All getting right. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Little shout out. Um. So who is the biggest trash talker on the field? No, we talked about you not really talking. Yeah. Who is the biggest trash talker? In training, especially during the finishing drills and that, I do I do chirp quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I must say. It is I do I do talk quite a bit. Um is is know. chirp a term used in, in football like it is hockey? Because I grew up playing ice hockey and chirping is like it's essentially shit talking. Right, yeah. That's yeah. what you call it. Yeah. Nobody says, Hey, that guy's talking trash. You say, Hey, right. that guy's chirping. chirping you. Yeah. Yeah, no. Same thing. Same thing. But no, I'd put in practice. I'd put myself up there. I, I do. I do chirp a lot. I talk. <laughs> I love that. You don't talk trash to other players. Yeah, but you talk trash yeah. to your own teammates. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. out of good. It's out of good. Song. Exactly. You got to keep them. Got to keep them uh, humble. You know. Got to keep them <laughs> men- mentally <laughs> mentally switched on. So, speaking That's, of trash talk, yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say, what's the, what's the weirdest thing that any opposing player has ever said to you while on the field? Um. The guy in Oakland called me an interesting thing that I cannot repeat. That was probably the weirdest thing. I, I just kind of caught me off guard. Um, other than that, you can tell us once we're done. I'm trying yeah. to. I'm I definitely try- want to know. I'm trying to think of you know, <laughs> like, like he can't say it. Well, dang. Okay, I'm gonna ask you later. <laughs> yeah. Like, like surely, surely someone in Scotland like pulled out some like colloquial <laughs> something or another. I'd get called a wanker a lot. Uh, I'd get called like. They, I would get absolutely destroyed for being American. Um, <laughs> that that was that Makes was sense. a big thing. Yeah, yeah, I'd get destroyed. America, <laughs> yeah, American wanker. I've been called uh, over there when I, yeah, when I'd be at halftime, we'd be warming up, running by the away section, and I, I would get called that. I've gotten called that once. Just a lot of wanker, all that shite bag, just stuff like that. You know. so, shout out! <laughs> yeah. Shout out to the Scots for being just so original. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's amazing. All right, let's uh, let's do some non, let's do some non soccer questions. All right. Um, uh, uh, what's your favorite restaurant in Chattanooga for a date? Ooh, okay. Um, me and my girlfriend really, really enjoyed Whiskey Thief. I mean, the meal we had there, we. She still talks about it, so <laughs> she wants to go back. So we'll eventually have to go back there. But that was awesome venue, awesome scenes, awesome food, good drinks, just great ambiance, everything. So that place is awesome. Yeah. What about what about just like for more general casual? Food? Yeah. Uh, we like state of confusion a lot. That's a cool vibe. Nice food, drink, you know, stuff like that. Um, I'm trying to think, where else have we been? In today's times, I like that it's outdoors, yes. or, or it can be very outdoors. Yes, exactly. No, yeah, everywhere we've gone, we've we've been able to sit outdoors, which is great. Yeah, obviously, during this time, exactly yeah. like you said. But yeah, so many nice places around here to go for sure. Uh, do you have Do you have a place that you you like to go by yourself just to like chill and get away from people or whatever? Yeah, I'm a really big golfer, um, so I, I've been frequenting. Um, Brainerd Golf Course. Yeah, I've kind of made that like my home course. So I'll usually try and get out there once a week on our off day and, and go out there and just kind of get be to myself and, and try and focus on my game and kind of focus on the the mental aspect of it. And now you and take a cart, right? You're not walking. I do walk. I walk. Oh I'm God. a big walker. I know, especially in the heat. Sometimes it gets to me. Like by the 13th, 14th hole, I'm <laughs> like, all right, get me out of here. I start making triple bogeys and that, but. It's it's real. I do enjoy. It. I I enjoy golfing a lot. So so I've played. Uh, I've played at Brainerd a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I used to. I used to play a lot more golf than I do now. Uh, partly because I'm not any good. Uh, partly because <laughs> I only I only really get to get to do like a couple work functions. Yeah. Uh, where where there's some golf occurs, and I've never been. I've never been good. Um, uh, and my clubs are still. Still uh, hand me down, giving away yeah. clubs because uh-huh. I I won't I won't justify. Spending the money yeah, on golf clubs. I know. Unless I get good enough, right? To uh, to to justify it, and right? I just I just am not there. But I I love I love Brainerd's course. Yeah, like it's just 
No, it's a it's a great course for a public course, and how cheap it is. It I I love it. I mean, it's challenging. It, they take care of it really well. You got some yeah. really cool holes. I mean, that's why I, I've made it the, my home course. We've got Moccasin Bend that's closer, but that's yeah. yeah I've not been impressed with it, and it's yeah. expensive. And it's, I need to hook you up with my buddy Logan. He plays on the. Oh gosh, there's two there's two of them, and I can't remember the names of, of them off the top of my head. But there's two that are along the brows of mountains in yeah. North Georgia. Yeah, and. I'd they're love to play there. they're just awesome to go to, right? But if you love playing golf too, right. then they're really awesome, right? Yep. I forget the name. I forget the name of of those up there uh, as well. Yeah, I've played Brown Acres a bunch as well. Yeah, I'm not I'm not the biggest fan. Like they take care of it fine, yeah. but like the, the the fairways are just so narrow. Yeah, and, and the I'm, highway right there, and I'm not very good. But do we mention <laughs> is that? that the, so is, like, <laughs> is that the one that you can see on 75? Yeah, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. yeah, you gotta go under the highway to get to the, like another hole. So gotcha. yeah. yeah, it's a. Uh, it's an adventure. Yeah, so that's, that's for sure. So when did you when did you get into golf? Um, I, I've always enjoyed playing it. Um, I've I, I'd say I really kind of got into it when I started playing professional soccer. Um, because you get those days off and and you you want something to do and and I really enjoy you know I I like watching golf. Obviously, I you know my cousin's a professional golfer. Yeah. Um, so it was just something that I kind of wanted to dedicate time to and try and get good at and. And so I'd say since since I've been playing professionally, I, I take my clubs everywhere and and I try and get out as much as possible and, and, and try and get better and shave off strokes kind of every <laughs> every everywhere I go. So now have you and uh, have you you and Fuller ever talked about golf? Yes, we have talked about it multiple times. He's been trying to organize something for me um, a few times, but we just haven't gotten around to it. I know I think he's got a couple buddies. Who, who either belong to a, a nice course or something that we're trying to get a little scramble going. <laughs> so I'm, I'm game for that. You know, I'd love to play like Chattanooga Country Club or, you know, one of those nice <laughs> or, courses. Or the, the honors. Right, yeah. I, I got to play the honors yeah. one time. And, and I used to play golf when I was younger. Um, my thing is when I play golf, I just try to keep my same ball the entire right, time. Yeah. I really don't even care about my score because right. I'm terrible. <laughs> but that place is... It's it's next level. Yeah, it's that's so well heard. taken care of. Yeah. It's so nice. Yeah, I'd love to get out there with him and, and and play some of them courses. Would you Would you say that golf is your favorite non soccer sport? Uh, to pl- this, this can be to play yeah. to watch maybe even both. To play, I would say yes. Um, I lo- I love it. I I I think it's an amazing sport. I think mentally it's it's a crazy sport. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean it's and and that's part of the reason why I like playing it. Cause you can't get caught up in the shot that you just hit. You got to forget about it. Just like in a game, you miss it. You know, you miss a chance. Whatever, you got to forget about it. Worry about the next one. Um, so I really like that. Like I said, I've been I've been really getting into baseball and watching the White Sox. That's been great for me every night. And the fact that they play every night is awesome. You know, you, you got something to watch. And I I grew up playing baseball and. Ever since watching the Sox again this year, I'm kind of like, ah, oh, you know, I'm just throwing the ball around <laughs> and playing baseball and playing wiffle ball. If you guys have played wiffle ball, oh, me and yeah. my brothers jam, used to dude. love oh, yeah. playing wiffle ball in the backyard. Man, there's this uh, bar that I went to in Mobile, Alabama, yeah. and God, I can't remember the name of it. My friends that I went to it was it was around the time of their wedding, and I always ask them every time I see them, and I can't remember the name of it. But out back, it's like these three bars that all open up yeah. into like this dope little wiffle ball field, field? no way. with that's like a, a proper dirt diamond and, and like, like well manicured grass that's and sick. a fence yeah that's and so a small sick. uh green monster uh, it's it's so cool that's nasty wow yeah we built like a fence in our backyard and everything it would be me and my older brother versus my little brother which didn't make sense but there were a bunch of like stipulations pitcher's hand all that you know all those <laughs> rules and stuff like that no yeah. pegging and we had a we would play wiffle ball so much out there. I loved so. I love wiffle ball growing up so much. I used to love baseball before yeah. I ha- started hating baseball. <laughs> and, <laughs> and because I was uh well because my my brother was so much older than I I was. Uh it was usually just me. Yeah. And I would just like I learned I learned to hit a baseball just like throwing right, like throwing the wiffle ball up yeah. and just taking cracks at it. Ta- yeah. Taught myself how to switch hit. Yes. Yeah, me too. Uh, nice. Me too, actually. Like, I, you know, that's like, what else are you going to right. do? Like, if, if you're acting out, like, you know, for you, the White Sox, for me, it was the Braves. Right. You go okay. through the order. Yeah. Yeah. Right-handed true. pitcher, Still like, the yeah. switch hitter. Like, well, okay. True, true. Figure it out. Like, that's toss cool. the ball and go yeah. for it. Yeah. That was one of the stipulations, actually. I had to bet lefty for my little brother. So I actually <laughs> nice. got good at batting lefty. <laughs> I'd, hit, I'd hit quite a few home runs. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's funny. I did the same thing. Um, I've been to the NBA All-Star Game, okay. NBA All-Star Weekend. I've been to the NFL Draft. Yeah. I'm never going to do the Pro Bowl, I don't think. That's the one like All-Star thing I don't want to do. And I've been to the NHL All-Star Game. Yeah. 
depending on COVID, <laughs> my cousin and I have been talking about taking his son to the home run derby this next year because it's going to be in Atlanta. Really? Uh-huh. That's that's. I feel like that's a cool event. Yeah, so that's we're, awesome. we're trying. We both have alerts, and we're ready the moment tickets go on sale. Yeah, that's um, cool. Because we want to uh, to be able to go That'd and sit in awesome. the outfield. Yeah, outfield. I was gonna say have to. Yeah. Have to sit. I think. I think that's just that. one of those events. Like I, I don't. I, mean, I, I don't. It. I don't watch a lot of baseball, but it's electric. I watch the home yeah, run derby. It's, yeah, it's electric. If you can get, sure. if you can get baseball to be like that all the right, time, right? Like every other other balls heading the for the run, season. Weren't yeah. you the one yeah. who said that cricket needs their own version of yes. home run derby <laughs> yes. on this podcast? <laughs> Talking to Eric Panzer. Yeah, home run derby. I forgot you said that. Oh my god, yes. that's funny. I, you know, come on. Yeah, I think it's yeah. That's hilarious. That's a that's a that's a very large sidebar that we can just not go down right now. Yeah. I'm definitely trying to go though. I th- I think it would be awesome. Oh, I, be I'll go for the All Star Game too. I That'd think cool. I would enjoy being it, but being there. But it's not like like the the only real All Star Game that I would want to watch and that I got to watch was the NBA All Star Game. That's cool. I got to see Allen Iverson, oh, Dwayne Wade, LeBron James all in the same court, and yeah. that was. That was one of the coolest things I've ever and done. Just all the celebrities and people that attend that. I oh, mean, dude, star-studded for sure. Yeah, that's super crazy. cool. Yeah. Well, that kind of covers our uh, that kind of covers our list. Jay, do you have anything anything that popped to mind? I don't, man. I would uh, open the floor to Ian. Is there anything you want to mention? Talk is there, about? Is there anything you want the listeners to that may not you know we didn't cover that you may want people to know about you? Yeah, I mean, just <laughs> hopefully I can keep scoring and, and, and keep uh, providing entertainment for, for all the fans and the community out here. I mean, this this has been this has been uh, a needed stop in, in my career. I, you know, like I said, it's been kind of up and down for me, and, and this is a place where I've been able to play how I want to play and how I know I can play and, nice. and show my true self and, and have full belief from, from the coaching staff and Fuller and he lets me do, you know, what I what I'm good at, and and I, I think it's been paying off so far, and hopefully I can continue to do that and 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 help this team be successful, um, and and, and provide the the fans with with the success and the entertainment that they deserve, because um, you know they they deserve it, and they're they're extremely passionate and supportive. Shout out, you know, I, I do want to I do want to say one more thing, and I've been seeing it a lot, and I haven't we haven't really talked about it. <clears throat> but shout out to the fans who, during this co- this crisis and everything, they don't want to go to the games. Mm-hmm. But they literally still want to spend money yep. to help the club. Shout mm-hmm. out to the virtual fans. Yep. Yeah. If you listen to this and you're a virtual fan, DM the pod. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do for you, <laughs> but we will do something. Yep. Because maybe shout we'll sit, to, uh, send to you Nick. a virtual beer, but Nick. Shout right? out to Nick Lastine for, for coming up with the idea. Yep. Yeah, it was fantastic. I mean, dude, uh, the the fact that people are doing that, yeah. like that's that's unreal. That's those are true supporters. Yeah, no, so, it's, it's unlike anything I, I've I've experienced. I, I just the amount of unwavering support, especially in these tough times, and and that you know none of them have to do that, and they they're more than willing to. Literally going to spend money. Yeah. To not go. To, Yep. Go to a spend, game. Spend money to watch a game on my Yeah. Yeah. Oh, holy <laughs> shit. That's next we level. We won't even get into. I'm sure. I'm sure Jay. Hey man. Yeah. No. We, we we have plenty of my talk. Yeah. And, uh, we, sure. we there's one thing that we haven't talked about on the pod is I mean when we can talk about it now especially with you like the BN deal. Yeah. The BN Sports. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's awesome too to yeah. know that the games that aren't you know that are away or that people aren't going to be in person that they're going to be able to watch it on something like that right proper. not to mention on, on bn sports extra which is uh they're kind of like free um uh, not 5.99 a month yeah yeah <laughs> yeah although uh, i pay that anyways to watch other things but still. <laughs> well, I mean, if you want to watch la league it's the place to go yeah so. right yeah that's awesome no, I, definitely it's a big deal i think uh it's just it's just good to see the league take that step yeah we've all been like if like i have no complaints i think the only complaint is now you can say it's always it's it's based upon infrastructure of teams that host games too it's not just my kuju like we do have to give my kuju a bit of a break even though that like it's hard to say sometimes but like it's nice to see them step up and, and decide to to do to choose a brand name that is right. like always delivering right. worldwide quality. Yeah, sure. and they've uh, been here before, haven't they? BN F- for or was that done on YouTube for uh, uh, Batiste? Uh, no, that was that was that was, that was different. That was 
yeah, that was something that was else. okay. Never mind, that wasn't BN stuff, that was just La Liga, yeah, stuff that they had here. And I'm just so used to seeing those paired yeah, together, yeah, yeah. So, no, it's a it's a it's a big deal for I, I hope I hope it's a, a big deal for Nisa, and I, I hope it's the it's a stepping stone to something better, yeah, uh, in the future as as the league grows and, and hopefully has time to to grow and add more teams and to you know survive and keep on trying to to you know really revolutionize american soccer definitely uh, that's where it's at well ian uh thanks for being here if people uh want to find you on the internet how how would they do that um on twitter i believe i'm at e underscore zero seventeen um on instagram i think i'm i mcgrath nine all lowercase. And if he, he, if you can't find him and you're searching these as he's saying it, you can check out the show notes. Yes. I'm going to put them in the doc so that you perfect, can find them there. Perfect, perfect. What about you, Matt? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at IamCaniglio. You can find me on Twitter at WhiskeyIsFine. And you can find me on Instagram at LetterJ um, and on Twitter at J underscore Buchanan. But most importantly, you can check the pod out on both of those, the uh, at Section 109 Podcast. And we will see you guys on the next one.